Hey guys, so welcome back to the, the Grad Life podcast. I suppose a different uh, different host you might hear, because I'm not Mark. Um, so I'm Kate, Kate Fullen, and I'm going to be uh, doing a series of interviews as part of the Grad Life uh, podcast. So I suppose by means of introduction, um, I finished up in Trinity last year studying law and business. Um, I've started off now this year working in venture capital, so um, six weeks in. So I suppose similar to what a lot of people are in in these sort of situations, starting new jobs, figuring things out. Um, and hopefully we're going to shed a bit of light on some of the, the career paths that are that are open to, to students or to grads. Um, so as my first episode, I'm, I'm really happy to have Gabriel Ogundupe in here with me. Gabby, it's, it was funny, I was just saying, I've never never referred to you as Gabriel before, so... <laughs> Not a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, That's funny. So... Um, Look, I'm really happy to have you have you on, and I, I suppose when I was thinking about the point of this podcast, really giving everyone an idea of what sort of options are out there for people, um, you came to mind. And I suppose because I think you're the kind of person who has this drive to just seek out an appetite to seek out new opportunities in in every space. So um, thank you, Kate. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Obviously, being friends, we've never had this sort of formal um, introduction thing, but um, it'd be great if you just sort of give everyone an idea of what you studied um, and maybe even just sprawl into, you know, some of your time in college because you've had one of the most interesting ones that, that I know of. So take it away. Yeah, cool. Uh, thanks for having me. So like you, I just finished in Trinity, as you know, and I studied EMSIS. So that's Management Science and Information Systems for the people who don't know. And yeah, so four years long and essentially emphasis is it's a lot of things like put in one. So like as an example, some of the modules I did was, you know, business economics, stats, shared computer science module, did a math for engineers, um, like kind of entrepreneurial mod- modules as well. So it's a course that really like, you know, you try your eggs are in a lot of different baskets. Combination that has made you guys ex- extremely uh, employable, <laughs> a bit of a reputation. Uh, yeah, I've heard that quite a bit. But... <laughs> um, yeah, so over the years, I suppose, like, I have gotten involved in a lot of stuff. And the obvious thing that jumps out to me is um, my startup. I'm doing my hope that I started in secondary with my friends Josh and Vahe. Josh was in physics and Vahe was in computer science um luminar hub i guess wasn't prepared for an elevator pitch but um <laughs> essentially we provided digital services to um smes so like web design seo graphic design that sort of stuff um essentially the, the idea was outsourcing this work to skilled students that we knew so we built up a network of really like talented students instead of them working like in a shop not earning like not earning a lot of money, they could do work, uh, good work for companies. And we lowered the, pro- the margin to these companies. So essentially our USP was fast, um, really good quality work at a lower price point because we're students and, you know, we can get things done fast and quick and good. That's literally the whole of college for us, um, which was great experience. We were in the launch box, summer accelerator. Mm. Um, Again, um, we were given 10K in funding to kind of build the business um, from the ground up. And that was a super, super good experience. Um, other things we were at, we were involved in Blackstone Tech Stars in New York. 
Uh, we came second in the ISF competition. <laughs> um, we were involved in tests. There's a few other stuff, but they're just not coming to mind at the minute. But yeah, really, really good experience. Um, what else comes to mind? I suppose like maybe before we jump into the next thing, because this is a good thing to ponder on, because mm. I feel like, you, you know, you hear these stories of people who, who start businesses in, in college, some of, the, some of the big ones, you know, Facebook, these sort of things. And it's always a kind of dream of people's, I suppose. Did you think that this was something that you were going to do? And, you know, what kind of came from that that you didn't get from college? You know, like these are your friends you met in college and it goes way beyond the course, like your curriculum of MSIS. Like you're suddenly finding yourself in this whole new realm of learning. So... I mean, what do you think you got from that that you you're kind of taking forward? Yeah, um, well, I definitely wasn't planning on like running a startup when I was in college. That's for sure. Just sort of stumbled into it. Um, I mean, via my friend, he came to me like he literally like told me, "Oh, I built this website for a local company uh, in my neighborhood, and charged him like two point two k, and I got it done in like a week and a half." And I was like whoa that's that's pretty sick like it's in the money pot yeah I was, like, this, this, I was like this seems like a good opportunity here so that's how the business just that's how it kind of came together and then we got Josh involved because uh, we knew him and we knew like he was smart and talented but um like you said it was it was unknown waters um it, it's hard running a startup but like I am super super glad I did it it's funny like all, all the, a lot of job interviews I've gone for the majority of what they talk about or what they want to hear about is like running a startup during college because it's not really the norm and you get a lot of experiences you just don't get in college like dealing with clients in real life having to like produce good solid work uh, for people's actual businesses mm. so it's not like you can you know mess up in an assignment and it's like oh maybe the next one it's like yeah it's, mark off the bag great that's fine yeah exactly. <laughs> these are like people's real businesses and I think when I think it's super valuable when someone sees that because they understand that you've you've had real world practical experience mm. so that that has stood to me yeah I suppose that's interesting because like in one sense you would look at it as you know this is a huge drawaway you know of your attention and you know time um, during college maybe which immediately might spring to people's minds as oh you know how are you going to concentrate on getting good grades to get a good job but essentially diving into these things as you say that's where the real value the real learning comes yeah um and so this is not the only sort of learning like when i think about you it's not the only sort of learning that you would have done in college like you had a you know you were off doing your your case competitions which i think is really really interesting and i think again something that you know how did you find out about these opportunities for people who are in college thinking i want more than this and especially now i suppose you know with covid people thinking i want more than just this the college work um yeah. so maybe could you take us through those sort of extracurriculars and how you even came about them mm. so yeah i mean i wouldn't say i actively always um looked for them but i think the the spot i was at is i was open to taking opportunities as they came mm, so key. when um the delight one for example we literally decided to do it an hour before like it took place at Trinity. Oh my God. I had a shitload of assignments to do, but we were just like, oh, assignments will always be there. Let's just do this. Looks, It looks pretty fun. So that's just an example. And obviously that example, the Deloitte thing, like, you know, 
it was great. We ended up in America after we won the national finals in Ireland. We ended up in America, which was a insane experience. You know, we're in a, I think it was 16 schools, and you had the likes of Berkeley, um, Vanderbilt, Chicago, like NYU, Pennsylvania, like all right. these Ivy League schools, and it was, yeah, it was super cool. Right. So, so Rose back for a second and tell us like what's actually involved in these these case competitions. Yeah. What so, are you doing? So, I think the main thing about case competitions is you're solving problems and the judges want to see your creativity. So looking back to the initial competition in Ireland, when we made the final, after we won the Trinity Heat and made the final um, at the Deloitte offices, I think it was it was all the universities, like five or six um, against each other. And thinking back, I think the problem was uh, solving Bartstown. I'm not sure if you know them. Uh, their their charity in Ireland and essentially <laughs> you're nodding your head like that's yeah. the one yeah. yeah yeah so we had to um put together some strategy to help them get their donors like back donating or whatever and okay. then the other challenge was um how can Deloitte attract students who kind of want more than a salary who mm. have like you know want to help the environment who care about the principles of a company how did I reach out to students? And just as an example, as part of one of our ideas was for the student um, for the student uh, competition or the problem, we decided to put a poll on Instagram on each each of our stories to get real world data aggregation. Mm, That's mm, what mm. we call it. It's, it's <laughs> true in a way. And the judges really, really like that. Mm. They're like, oh, wow, this is exactly what you do in an office setting and you guys did on Instagram. That's it, because no one else managed to get real life data, you know, yeah. opinions of other people. So I think that really stood out to us. And just a lot of other things like storytelling, how this problem relates to you in a way. Um, you know, like I think some of us um, volunteered at charities. So we brought that. Well, we volunteered at charities. So we think this is the way because we've like had this experience. Mm. And so then when you get over to you know you're over in the states and suddenly it, you said it was the states yeah 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 because i know you did one in canada as well yeah it? i was in canada yeah. this year though so you get over to you know you're in canada you're in the states and you're suddenly up here with all these these big schools and mm. i suppose even when you say those names everyone's kind of like <laughs> oh great day yeah. but i suppose did you have this did you have a realization that you know we're individuals who can kind of do it too like we you know we're mm. all on a par or was it that sort of like you know, shuddering a bit back and being like, oh, these, you know, these big schools, that's really, really impressive. Or how did that go down? Um, it's funny because when we got there, we actually found out we hadn't received the actual case for oh. the first round. So the one we got in Dublin was the one the American schools did in within their colleges, the heat round. So we got there and we were, and we were like, oh, we've been working on this. And they were like, oh, that's not the case you need to do in a day's oh time gosh. and we were like wow so they gave us a three hour head start even okay. though the other schools had the case for like two weeks okay but um it's funny because the other side of that was when we arrived straight away we could tell like oh the irish team they're probably not going to play because i think previous five or six years uh the irish team never placed top four mm. and we were the youngest there so that was we we could get that air from the other teams and the organizers so it was me um Jahe and Fahe 
my co-founders mm. and Keelan, who was in my class. So us having worked... Serious combo yeah. of team members. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like incredible chemistry between all of us. I mean, we're all great friends. And I suppose because me and the boys were in a startup and we'd been through that kind of grind and mm. pulling stuff out of the bag, we were just like nah this can't run <laughs> we need to kind of let's mess things up yeah let's let's like <laughs> ruffle the feathers a bit here so we just got to work in a room three whiteboards and took the approach that was familiar to us like a, a startup approach the mm. case was about like retail how can stores leverage like online digital blah blah blah, blah to improve their um you know their position in the market Mm. And this was for a store that didn't have a strong digital presence. So straight away, this was kind of our thing. Yeah. Um, and it was super good experience. Again, all the other skills, we saw them pitch like Americans are so confident. Mm. And I feel mm. like I see this a lot with kind of Irish, stu- like Irish people in general. When I see them like at America, um, like pitching or whatever, Irish people generally aren't as like out there mm. you know an american could be pitching something wrong but because they're so confident you look at them and think oh this, that could actually make sense mm. Mm. um <laughs> yeah no 100 i think it's i've found that as well like there's this sort of like wanting it to be really really right before you speak out or yeah. i almost feel like sometimes by comparison to uh, other other nationalities it's a sort of you know, like raising your hand for a lecture in college. People don't really do that in, in Ireland. And, you know, like when I was studying abroad or in Sydney or my, my, you know, my, my friend's experiences, people speak out and they're like, you know, this might be wrong, but you're mm-hmm. putting it out there. Yeah. It's a really interesting sort of like psyche that you you don't, it's not kind of cool or something to participate yeah. or something. People will be like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's interesting to kind of note that, the mm. comparison of that. I really think that going past that, getting past that set, that stage is 100%, actually a yeah. real value. It really, really gives you a head start. Mm-hmm. If you can just see past that. Yeah. Um, so good. So obviously you guys saw past that in this. Yeah. Instance. So we did our first, <laughs> um, first round or whatever, and we pitched as we normally would. And, um, they liked our solution. I can't think of what that was for the first round, but, um, feedback was, oh, you guys should be more, you know, um, energetic and really believe in, your solution and we were like okay guys we need to like be more like the americans put on a bit of a show put on a bit of show essentially <laughs> yeah and i think it came naturally to us because you know we pitched a lot of startup competitions mm, i've seen you guys in action yeah you know, you know your stuff <laughs> yeah so um i think that came naturally uh to us and keelan she's just she's fearless like she'll yeah. just do anything which mm. was so good to have mm. on the team as well and yeah, we like we won the first round. Suddenly we were in the final. Mm. We literally couldn't believe it. I think it was um, Pennsylvania, um, Chicago. Um, who else? It was Berkeley or something. Mm. So like a few Ivy Leagues in there and whatever. And the fact we made the final, I think people were super, super shocked. Yeah. Which was, was you know, it was feeling. good to see. And, <laughs> you know, I think what kind of separated us from the pack was the four of us have like very you know different interests and we're just very different people and bringing that together in the mix like josh and vahe would be like super like tech mm. heavy vahe like he's at apple now um super super smart guy um 
his input was invaluable but on the flip side like you know we couldn't be too deep into tech you needed that kind of numbers like business side the commercial side that's where me and Keenan came in to kind of flip it into a story mm. and yeah we ended up like coming second wow. yeah the first and youngest our team to do so oh my god which was pretty pretty good and like it was just the event itself was amazing you know yeah super because Michelle Obama was in at like Deloitte University the same time we were at no way it was insane this place was crazy we met um the cto of the white house for barack obama's what her name's megan yeah this place was oh my god yeah. and you're up there <laughs> they're coming second okay wow so <laughs> i mean coming back down to reality coming back to to college term after that must have been a bit of a whoa yeah coming back to back definitely. to reality okay so we have a startup we have your case competitions and i suppose going forward from that you know, one of your most recent things is then, you know, applying for your scholarship and then your journey to where you are now. So mm-hmm. this is a great section, I think, that I think is going to be really valuable. So take us through your scholarship, you know, all your applications and um, give us a bit of insight into that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there is a course at the University of Notre Dame in America, STEAM. So that's Engineering Science technology and entrepreneurship um that's the name of the course it's such a mouthful <laughs> steam sounds very nice steam, put together. yeah steam it, yeah it sounds nice put together but um yeah so i applied to something called the nocton fellowship so steam they take in roughly around eight students every year from ireland so i saw the like ads through like trinity email Someone from Memphis last year went into Esteem. So naturally, I was super, super interested and especially mm. the kind of course it was. It was almost like everything I enjoyed in college, just squeezing again into 11 months. Yeah. All these different subjects that I loved. So I applied to the Nocton Fellowship. Um, how it works is, I believe, you know, you got our applications in for Nocton Fellows are chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not one of them. <laughs> So I was part of the other half, the other four who got uh, a different kind of scholarship. It was less, it was half. Okay. So I got like half scholarship from Notre Dame. And just reminding back actually to the application process, it was, you know, your typical write a letter as to why you think you should, you're, you're right for this course. Mm. And the other part was an entrepreneurial um it could be an entrepreneurial anything to kind of show how much entrepreneurial you are. Mm. So it could have been a video, again, a letter or whatever you wanted. So I just decided to make a website to kind of... As you do. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just decided to make a website. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was like, I really want to stand out. And I thought this could be a good idea. So I just mm. made a, put a quick site together to kind of, you know, walk through everything I've done and showed how I'm really interested in this course. Um, and I remember, I'm pretty sure it was while I was studying for exams, it's like 2am, email came in saying I hadn't got the full scholarship and they gave me half. So mm-hmm. I was happy, but also like, whoa, how am I going to like cover the other, like the rest yeah. of the cost? Cause it's not cheap, mm-hmm. like 40k, whatever, or 50, yeah, like, wow. how my house is going to happen. So fortunately, I came across uh, another scholarship 
um, called the George Moore Scholars. And it was the first year that the scholarship was live. Essentially, George Moore was Irish. He himself got a scholarship to America and he studied at George Washington University. And he built, a, it was a data company, I believe, that like script data, whatever. And he ended up selling this company for around 700 million. <laughs> which is a, he wouldn't mind that in the bank. I wouldn't mind that in the bank anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so unfortunately, George passed away a couple of years ago, but his family created this fund, um, this scholarship fund for third level students who want to pursue masters in America. Mm. So same process again. I had to write two like long letters get my references like the esteem I had to spill get spill your heart out yeah spill my heart out you know <laughs> <laughs> had to get my three references and applied and then I got an email saying I got the interview when I was like this is amazing and um, long story short I ended up getting that scholarship as well mm. which was <laughs> it was there uh, such a it was such a relief yeah um and yeah I got to meet the other scholars and again, such a bright, such bright people. There's, I imagine. Yeah, like Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Pennsylvania. I just couldn't, wow. like the caliber of people I met at the like scholarship event was, it was really cool. Mm. So obviously then this little disruption to, to life that, that came in with <laughs> the, yeah. the COVID happened. So you didn't end up going mm-hmm. to take your scholarship this year. So... Was it the case that they they postponed it? Is that the case? Um, yeah. So thinking back to summer, we were all applying for visas, mm. and this was at the height of like America just being America. Um, you know, you couldn't get visas, students couldn't go over, blah blah blah, and so on and so forth. So, esteem starts at the end of June, so we started online in June. And our plan was to go over in July. Mm. And then suddenly embassies were not open whatsoever. So no one could get over. Um, we actually could have gotten over by the end of September. But the way they played it was like, because we'd be, what, two months late mm. or nearly three, mm. we wouldn't be there for the full year. Um, we couldn't do online for that amount of time because it's not like we're, we're international students. It's not an online course. Yeah per se and after that we just we wouldn't be able to stay in America even if we did get there in September we wouldn't mm. be able to stay and work after because we were not there for the like okay sufficient amount of time yeah. for the course and obviously which doesn't really make sense for the people like you know paying to mm. do that course like yeah, of course you know so suddenly <laughs> myself and all the other, some of the other students who were meant to go to Notre Dame, the international students, find themselves in a position where we weren't going to America anymore. Mm. And yeah, just nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know, first time in my life where I was like, oh, I have absolutely nothing planned for one year. Well, and I'm, I suppose, <laughs> like, for someone like you, you always have, you know, you're always running from this to that. You always have so much going on. And I suppose, that's another thing that I, I was thinking about for, for someone like you and suddenly find themselves in this situation where all their plans are disrupted. And it's a huge thing really to just get your head around, you know, it kind of the injustice of it, you know, and not to say that this is not, you know, worse things going on in the world, but I suppose for students who've worked really hard to, to get to where they want to be and suddenly have things 
disrupted. I mean, that's a really difficult thing to to go through. And I know that a lot of graduates now mm-hmm. are suddenly find themselves like at this, whoa, suddenly the floor is falling from underneath them and trying to figure out what it is they want to do. Yeah. So I suppose like take us through how you kind of, what your mental process was in that and how you decided to sort of rethink things or, you know, how you, did you rethink things? Yeah, so I mean, when I found out I I wasn't going to America, I tell you that week I just did nothing. I was just I was in such a bad mood, mm. you know, kind of panicking. Like I've literally turned down so many jobs. Yeah, because you uh, had your job in in something in the states that you a job you had offered there was it? I'm not in the states. In I had finance or London. Yeah, I had jobs oh, yes. in like London. I turned down, and you know. um Salesforce here as well turned that down mm. so like really cool companies and suddenly like I did reach out back to them but I don't think <laughs> I think if you reject you after you'd pied them yeah, they're, they're like not, ah here they're, they're really not going to take you back um, <laughs> so I kind of found myself in a unique position Yeah. first time I ever found myself in this business and so after that happened I kind of took a step back and just sat down and thought okay from one year from now like how do I almost kind of want to feel? And mm. I mean, I usually I travel or something, but I can't travel. Of so you, I, you kind of have to play the cards. Mm. I just thought to myself, I have to play the cards I'm dealt with. So because I'm planning on um, going to the States next year for my master's, mm. I guess my goal was just sort of to get experience or upscale or kind of, you know, get myself to a higher level or something before going into the masters next year because you know you have a year and i i just didn't want to waste it and now you need to find a job as well yeah. <laughs> which was you know that little it, thing they call cash yeah exactly i needed some of that cash mm. um so yeah i got cracking and started looking on linkedin stuff like that but I I started seeing a trend because I'd read articles and stuff and it just seemed like you know e-commerce slash fintech companies Mm. were like exploding Mm. so I was like surely like well I hope to find something so I just started like researching like fintech top fintech companies and would you just you know cold outreach on LinkedIn um or were you just researching on LinkedIn? I was researching on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I did call that. I definitely called outreach a couple of times to, I don't know, four or five, like, you know, randomers mm. on, on LinkedIn, most definitely. Um, was it to, to great effect or no? Uh, not to, I got, I think, three replies, <laughs> but okay. n- nothing, nothing solid, yeah, to okay. be honest. And then, so I just started up looking keywords on LinkedIn, like hire, like associate, like mm. London or hire analyst mm. London and so on and so forth and then I looked up those keywords and then I came across some woman who's a manager of some of a team at checkout and she just shared on our LinkedIn because you can like look up what people post mm-hmm. and she was like my team's hiring and so on and so forth so I like looked up the role part of the deal desk, deal desk team and I was like this sounds pretty cool I applied and Luckily, um, I got it. Well, you're yeah. going to have so many people now going to be like, <laughs> associate job, typing yeah. in LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So so what is it that you're that you're doing in this role? Checkout. 
Yeah, so part of the deal with that team, and there is five people on my team. So there's my manager, um, two senior analysts, and two associates. Um, I'm one of them. And essentially, the deal desk team, what they do is they, you know, facilitate, they help in the creation of complex deals okay. that need to go through from start to finish for checkout. Um, on top of that, on top of f- facilitating, you know, complex deals and so forth, we look at the whole deal flow process and try to, like, make things more efficient. Okay. Um, that's just the gist of the job. And a big part of it is you're constantly dealing with, like, stakeholders, like legal, finance, mm. technology, sales, c- commercial team. You're just dealing with everyone because everyone is involved yeah. in a deal from start to finish. So are you finding that some of your experience from Luminary Hub, that sort of interaction with different stakeholders, is that yeah. sort of coming into? Yeah, for sure. Like I, I really enjoy, you know, speaking with people and dealing with clients and so on. So I just naturally fell into that wasn't too hard for me mm. um, at all. And it's 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 funny because this wouldn't be a role I would, you know, usually look at per se. Like um, I'd maybe look at more tech roles and mm. stuff or jobs that I would I can like use my tech skills a lot yeah but saying that like it's interesting like I've, I'm learning things that I just never would have looked at yeah. you know like strategizing looking at operational inefficiencies and so so on and so forth and I'm learning like quite a lot mm. so I mean it's it, it's but it's serend- a good experience but it's serendipity in there you know this sort of you know you probably would never have had this sort of opportunity had things not hmm. been disrupted i don't know if you use it um just because one of my one serendipity ties into this but i don't know if you use blinkist do you it's that app the book yeah so condenses this is just amazing they have this um this is a side note but hmm. they do this thing where they kind of give you snippets of the key highlights of a of a book all nonfiction, but um they give you a free one every day i don't have the the premium version um but they give you a free one every day and they just give you these crazy insights that's such a cool way to start your day but the one recently has been about serendipity so i've just been kind of all about serendipity like these things just line up in this kind of magical way yeah um so it kind of seems like what you got out of this really disrupted yeah most way. definitely and i like i looked at past experiences or you know, tough times or whatever. I didn't get things I wanted, but it seemed like down the line, whatever happened kind of put me in a better, mm. you know, position yeah. in the future. So I'm I'm hoping this, mm. <laughs> this current situation will be like that. So do you think that, I mean, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was like what your sort of driving forces are and you're just touched on there, you know, when things don't go your way, do you think that that's something that drives you? Um, or, you know, cause I think some people take different approaches sometimes if, mm. if something goes badly for you, it really drives you to, to do, to overcome it or it kind of pushes you in opposite direction. Um, so that would be the kind of first part of my, my question. And secondly, you know, you don't have to limit it to just to things that have gone wrong, <laughs> but what do you think drives you or motivates you? Um, what motivates me? That's a great question. A lot of things I, I suppose motivates me, um, I think a big thing for me is, you know, I came into Trinity and I just saw all these amazing people doing like amazing things, you know, and I was like, mm. wow, like people do this stuff. Like I just had 
zero clue of what went on and you hear these people's stories and you're like wow that's that's pretty sick mm. and how do I get there? Yeah, how do I get there? <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, how do I, you know, get there? But I think an important note, I think an important thing to note is that you can't really, there is no, like, solid foolproof formula to get there. Like, what, mm. what even is there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't where really you know. Where are you going? Yeah. Where, are you, where are you actually going? <laughs> I think the important thing here is, like, just to, you know, take the opportunities as you come, seek out those opportunities. Mm. Because, like, day to day, it might not be a big difference, but you look back and you're like, wow, like, that's a lot of things. Like, you've experienced mm. people you've met. And it, it definitely stands to you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think people get a bit caught up on, like, the, the the current situation right now but it's all about like playing the cards that you're you're dealt with and like yeah i like that you, you said know. that said that earlier yeah. just playing the cards that you're dealt yeah. with and i suppose that's it's very apt for now because you, you know <laughs> you have no control over what cards you're getting yeah i think 2020 is talking about that like yeah you might have a plan but <laughs> good luck <laughs> yeah see you later to your plan yeah. yeah okay so i suppose being conscious of time um a final thing would be, you know, are there any books that you have um, or that you've read that have really, uh, you would say, this is the book to read? It doesn't have to be, you know, super technical, but just anything. Yeah, Um. to be honest, a recent book that I read that I absolutely, like, loved is Shoe Dog. <gasps> I've just started that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just started. Yeah, I That's... started, like, I started, like, a day and a half ago. No way. Yeah. I, it's Great. definitely, Serendipity. it's definitely yeah. my favourite book. Really? Like, it's, I find it quite amazing. Mm. Again, like, 23, 24, like, nothing's gone right. You're just like, shit, like, what am I actually doing? But again, like, it's just, you know, looking at what you have. Yeah. And trying to make make something of it, and I think a good thing that book kind of tells you is you just have to like just keep going, just keep you know reaching out, keep networking, mm. keep going to events, keep learning, and like things will almost like come your way. Mm. Um, for ama- pe- for book. people who don't know, who just give a little bit background of what who the guy who wrote the book is. Yeah, so Phil Knight. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> he, Phil Knight is the creator of Nike. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, I I definitely recommend. Wow, that that's book. great. I'm I'm happy to hear that because I've heard so many people recommend it, and I finally mm. got it. I actually, yeah, I just I finally picked it up. So that'll definitely drive yeah. me to the end. Now. It really because it just really paints like the reality of the world. Like things mm. are just not going to go your way all the time, and don't even expect them to. Yeah, which is I think what kind of helps me yeah i'm just like oh i could i don't know lose this job next month but mm. just gotta keep going and you know build on that <laughs> mm. okay i think we're gonna have to wrap it up there although i feel like this could go on forever um so gabby thank you for coming on for being my first guest um my absolute I, pleasure i really think that there's so many things to be learned from from what you've done or kind of the approach that you've taken so I have absolutely no doubt that there are a few uh, golden nuggets in there that people are going to latch on to. Um, I hope so. <laughs> so great. Thank you so much. And um, to everybody listening, tune in for our next episode. Thanks.